you want to talk about what you feel like the definition of white veganism is? I, I mean, I couldn't presume to fully understand it, but it's this notion of, I guess, white people gatekeeping veganism or whether or not they're doing it, you know, this feeling of marginalized groups, minorities feeling excluded, even though in terms of representation, uh, apparently there's a higher percentage of black people who are vegan and vegetarian than white people. You know, if they do feel excluded, something's wrong. I mean, veganism shouldn't be... It, it's a moral philosophy. It shouldn't be cultural. It should be acultural. The notion that sentient beings should not be harmed and we should live without harming a third party who is innocent should be completely unrelated to culture. People are vegan for a lot of different reasons mm -hmm. and not just, you know, animal rights or ethical rights. They, they, they're sure. also vegan for health reasons, for the environment. It might be a multiple of, of reasons. I, I do feel that food has become, food's political. And the vegan community is just a microcosm in some ways of every community. So there will be... Right. Racism, there will be racists, there will be uh, you know, homophobia, bad actors. You know, all yeah. sorts of bad elements will also be part of the vegan community as well. Right. And, and it, it would suck that that's, you know, people point to that person's veganism as their primary identifier, such that what their traits are, are like, you know, they extrapolate that those are vegan traits when they aren't. Those are those, that person's other traits as a human being with multiple identities, multiple uh, aspects to their personality. Uh, it's not the veganism that causes the racism. <laughs> they just happen to be racist. The problem when it comes to, let's say, like white veganism mm -hmm. has to do when someone, someone like this James Aspie guy uses loaded terms like Holocaust, yeah. like rape, terms that trigger people. Rape is kind of what they do to cows, right? in a way, you know, well, you're, you're them. doing the same as well. You have to be sensitive to people's backgrounds. Sure. But how else would you describe it? Forced insemination? What is your objective? What is your objective, Mike? Oh, no, I get what you're saying. You're saying if we want to be off, if, if it's off putting, we're not going to achieve our goal of having people not drink milk. I, I get what you're saying. If you're going to alienate people of color, if you're going to alienate a slew of people with your word choices, those are not the correct word choices. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You have to be careful because people have different backgrounds. Uh -huh. and, and, and also, we have to look at what type of perspective we're coming from. We have to look ourselves in the mirror. When I say look ourselves in the mirror, I mean, I, I mean I'm white per se. I'm a Caucasian. I, I don't come from the Caucasus Mountains, but I, I'm Middle Eastern. You know, I, mm -hmm. there, there's something, I feel like I'm an ethnic person. I don't sure. necessarily consider myself super white. You didn't come on the Mayflower. You're not a wasp. Yeah, Neither and, am I. And also my family is multicultural. Sure. I do think that there's definitely ways that we can look at the world not so black and white when it comes to being vegan, because maybe a person that you're attacking now might become vegan later. And right. if you sure. attack that person... You're not welcoming them under what should be a big tent. You're looking at that person as an adversary. Yeah, and well, um, uh, and and I don't think that's a way to win people uh, people's confidence or to to represent the community in a positive way. 
Well, I wholeheartedly agree that you need to choose your words wisely and you need to know your audience in order to be an effective communicator. At the same time, you don't want to pretend something isn't uh, see, I you know, like I, I you can't. Of course, you can't use the words Holocaust. So, you know all these things, like because it's it, that refers to a very specific period in history, and it it's, refers to things that were perpetrated to specific groups of people. And uh, you know, of course, like you shouldn't say these things, but you also can't pretend that factory farms aren't this horror show. And and it's not unfair to describe them as a horror show. And I get that you have to sort of dance around how to phrase it. And sometimes the wrong words come out of your mouth, but, you know, it is what it is, and it really is a horror show. And um, I know people don't want to feel attacked, and it's not effective to attack people. Um, But you also have to, like, be honest in what you're fighting for. You know, you know, tell that to the the chicken in the slaughterhouse. Like, sorry, we're gonna like sanitize the reality of what's happening to you because um, I don't want to offend people. Again, I don't want to veer off topic because uh, you know, at the same time, I wholeheartedly agree that this shouldn't be culturally charged. This shouldn't be, you know, like the, we shouldn't be using terminology that um, appropriates specific groups suffering and then ascribes it to animals. I don't think it's that hard to avoid the terms like slavery and of Holocaust course, course, in your conversation. Yeah, I don't yeah, think no, it's hard. I mean, you said it was terms hard. should be avoided. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I think that it, it's, it's about being sensible and, and understanding another person's perspective. And honestly, I get, I get, like a lot of arrows shot at me all the time when I post mm-hmm. stuff. So you have to also try to sift through the outrage and mm-hmm. see like who's genuine and who's just trying to trolling create, you. Yeah, who's trolling. Yeah, who's legitimately hurt? Like you've hurt their feelings, and who's just saying things to bother you and like you know score points, internet points. I, I mean, for example, I mean, I guess I do sound like a Caucasian person. You know, I I, I sound I have a white maybe pronunciation of things per se. And with my social media posts, you know, I do a narration Mm -hmm. and, uh, but a lot of times my wife who is Korean, who was born in Korea, makes the food, makes the food. Sometimes it's her ideas. When I I present the food, someone says, Oh, only white people could have made this. And, and this is Mm -hmm. such a, you know, Oh, this is, Oh, that's about white or, um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you, this is a, an affront to all Asians. These people are looking at something that an Asian person made Mm -hmm. that they just don't know. And, and they're looking at a sushi roll that was like rolled immaculately, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, so like, it's like, it's not just that the sushi roll was rolled in a very professional looking manner. I mean, it wasn't rolled like by some amateur or someone who did not know what they were doing in the kitchen. The, The situations, they don't understand the nuances. They're just gut reactions of, this is wrong. You know, you shouldn't well, be doing something like this to our to our food. On one hand, that could be just a defense mechanism to say, you know, go away, vegan, stay out of my like headspace. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, on the other hand, I can understand like when you think of like those offensive Halloween costumes, uh, you know, the Pocahontas or the guy in the sombrero. What's offensive about it, I believe, you know, I can't speak for people who are offended, but is that it's like making a caricature out of their culture. 
So if you take somebody's food that they grew up with and they feel as though you're making this like cartoon caricature of it, uh, like stripping it of its meaning and just taking its like general form and then calling it what they call it, um, you know, I see how that could be a tricky thing. That said, you know, I come from a place where all food should be veganized, you know, whatever you want to call it. And of course, I would love to live in a world where we don't have to call something a, a taco or a pizza. It's just this new thing and it's vegan and it's plant based and whatever you call it, a, you know, a doozly dwarf or whatever. I, I don't know. Like when I make the chicharron pigskin, but I'm using rice paper. And when I'm doing something like that and I get a reaction like, you know, oh, I feel like this is a hate crime. It's like, it's like, okay, you feel like maybe this is your cultural right to eat meat. There's a lot of people that are from your background who don't, that, who don't eat meat. And in fact, they may look at this and go, oh, that's cool. I can, instead of eating chicharron, I can get an interesting sensation eating this crunchy food or I can create, in fact, I, I even was able to fry tofu skin and get an even more interesting texture. And so I, I don't look at it as, okay, which culture can I appropriate next? I don't, right. I don't think like that. I think of like, how can I empower people and show them interesting ways that they can eat food and inspire them to maybe join and do other recipes and create recipes and have fun, have fun with food. I had an idea and a plan for this podcast and it was like going one way or another. It's, it's actually, it's actually forming backwards. It started with white veganism and it's going into cultural appropriation. I felt like cultural. Well, that's all part of it. Yeah. That's well, all goes together. Yeah. I just felt like a cultural appropriation was like a soft way to go into white veganism, but we, we ended up like diving into the deep end. <laughs> I, I don't know if white veganism is really a, a thing yet. People are still kind of, Said the white person. Be, uh, <laughs> these words shouldn't go together. Veganism should not be uh, ascribed to any culture, any any like ethnicity. It shouldn't. It sh these words it causes a cognitive dissonance, and maybe I don't fully understand what what is being communicated. But it, it should be a cultural. That's that's. I don't know if that's a word. A political. You know what I mean? A. It should be devoid of culture, and you know everybody should have maximum cultural rights to eat what they want and you know claim their heritage to the extent that it doesn't harm a third party like uh, an animal for example yeah i think that from what perspective i have of looking at this i see that there are a lot of people of color that create a lot of amazing food and are mm -hmm. great great in the um let's say the the recipe um food spectrum of the, the the vegan community so i see a lot of like stuff on twitter and uh instagram and and TikTok and and um and youtube so i see a lot of variety and and um mix when it comes to food creators but when it comes to animal rights activists most of them are white i don't know. I don't know. I, I I've been to rallies, you know, once or twice, and they definitely had speakers who were not white. That's not to say, you know, they may have been picked just to show that there such people exist. But they're not. There are definitely. I've definitely seen people of color as activists. 
I'm not saying that they aren't. I'm saying that the major platformed people, like like right. if I okay. were to go ahead and look at the 10 most top influencers or, you know, okay. the, the head of PETA, influencers that have over 100,000 YouTube subscribers, right? people that have a platform generally are white. Well, I, I very much hope that those people will help elevate non-white people's voices in this space too not not to be like white saviors or something but i'm just saying i i hope that everybody's voice should be heard in this regard and generally there's a myopia when it comes to some of these animal rights activists oh that there's no intersectionality to it it's an animal only issue yeah there's such tone deaf approaches when the murder of george floyd occurred there was some animal rights activists, they were taking this Black Lives Matter slogan and they were saying animal lives matter. And that's offensive. Yeah, it's very insensitive. Right. And that's white veganism. Okay, now I'm starting to understand what this term means. I think it's really important that we look at perspective and -hmm. understand that when I don't know, when I put something up on TikTok and people are coming at me, I'm like, well, why are they coming at me? And yeah. and, and that's the idea of like, I'm going to have to sift through this and try to be uh, a little more sensitive to, you know, maybe my word choice, how I'm presenting something and and not come off like I'm a, a troll. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I remember you made a kimchi um video and i it's obviously your your wife uh, i shouldn't say obviously but it's your you know your wife made the kimchi and you narrated it and somewhere in there you said like it's a very labor intensive thing and i i know it's like perfectly innocent on your part you said something like you're going to slave away in the kitchen and That's right. I can see, you know, people were upset at this choice of words. And I'm sh- I know your heart is good. I know you didn't mean it that way. And I know if you could go back in time, you would have phrased it differently. But it's just a kind of a reminder to be very careful with one's word choice, especially if you have a platform. Hopefully, eventually people understand my voice and know mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Right. I can well, see so- that I can have triggered a lot of different people. Like, what's this white dude talking about? kimchi how does he know anything about kimchi once they realize that those are not my hands i'm not the one that made the kimchi and wow that kimchi is super og uh yeah again a term like prepare to slave had i known that i would made you know made made people unhappy about that yeah i mean you you can't really expect um everybody to know who you are and where you're coming from and sometimes that video for example will be their very first contact with you and so you know but I, I know, you know, I, I, I'm sure in retrospect, you would have said it differently. Just like as a vegan, we try to do our best when we are approaching these crossroads when it comes to cooperating with other people of other cultures and uh, communicating about, you know, our beliefs, we have to do our best and and yes. we'll make mistakes and we'll we'll of course, we'll, we will make we'll mistakes stumble. and we just have to try try to minimize them and hope that people understand when our heart is in the right place it's something that we need to always keep in the back of our mind because you know there it is definitely if you think about it saving animals you know as an ethical vegan it is a black and white issue what's our objective 
is our objective to just turn people off right. and and it, just and stay within our militant tribe? Right. The goal is not to prove we're right. The goal is to change people's hearts and minds to do the right thing. And it has it should have nothing to do with us. You don't want to do something like that just brings attention to yourself. Right. You don't want to steal other people's thunder. And I, I shouldn't say thunder because what I'm saying is you shouldn't try to steal other, you know, if something is catching fire, like you made the George Floyd example, you, you don't want to coattail on someone else's pain. You don't want to coattail on someone else's, uh, you know, they're sick of it and they can't take it anymore. And it's finally bubbled over and they're finally getting some. they're finally being heard. You, you don't want to try to like, uh, you know, shoehorn your issue in with their issue. Like, that's not cool. So back on the more subtle cultural appropriation, where do you feel this is appropriate when it comes to, let's say, like a white creator making something that's an ethnic food? Do you feel like they're I, making a victory lap? I don't know. Yeah, see, it would be really inappropriate if they found some obscure person of color's recipe and just used it as their own. But if they credited them and said, like, I found this great person's thing, um, let's show it to you. I, I think that's better. But let's say, like, Satan. About a few months ago, Satan was, like, really hot, and people were making Satan out of flour. Mm -hmm. And that's an ancient recipe that it's an Asian recipe of washing flour and turning it into kind of a meat-like substance. And it, and it is an Asian technique. But... We had white creators, you know, obviously get a lot more play, a lot more mm -hmm. um, visual. They have, because they have a, maybe a, a higher platform. Um, mm -hmm. I think. I think that what I've been doing um, when it comes to sharing recipes, like like there are certain recipes I feel like everyone should know. Like everyone knows, like let's say a basic pad thai, or right. uh, you know. But but when it comes to like let's say we, we this this one recipe that that we did that we was. Um, chicken legs but they was made from tofu skin mm -hmm. and i mean i kind of already knew that this was a recipe that was done people I've, I've had it before in restaurants i sought out what i felt was the best recipe and then i credited that creator i put it in the heading that you know check out this creator who was an asian uh, creator i have a certain platform with a certain group of people that see my stuff and I want to make sure that they know to check out this person's stuff. This is the difference between plagiarism and uh, quoting someone and citing your source. Yeah. And not saying, oh, I invented this incredible thing. Yeah, that's appropriation. That's misappropriation. Also, there's things that are so general that, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like you can't well, give credit to certain people because sure. everyone they does it. <laughs> Right. I mean, this is globalization, right? We're we're all becoming one world. We, you know, communication and transportation and borders are becoming more porous. So it's hard to say like you, you know the people are inner intermarrying, inner uh procreating and gradually we're becoming like one global culture. So eventually food becomes this like borderless thing you you know like pizza was originally italian but you know everyone thinks of eating pizza as like this american thing now not that it should i mean it's italian of course but american pizza is like a whole different animal i mean what's the most american food in the world a hamburger has the word hamburg like germany in it 
So uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, even like, I mean, I remember growing up in L.A. and being able to go to Filipino town or going to mm-hmm. Koreatown and really getting the authentic food and seeking that out. And and what's cool about social media is now the most far-flung foods are being shared in, uh, you know, in intimate, cool settings. As vegans, we're always, in a sense, trying to veganize stuff and trying to create mm-hmm. ways to make interesting foods. And and uh, I think that that's what excites me culinarily. This is a traditionally a meat dish. How do, how do you veganize it? Or what's the creative way to do it? I think we're always pushing and inspiring each other. This has been an interesting journey for me as a creator when I get reactions and then say, okay, what what can I do better? You can kind of tell when people comment whether they're just trying to shut you up in general or they're just trying to encourage you to be the best version of yourself. I also understand that the, the social media is a guttural place where people right. just want to say outrageous things mm-hmm. and they don't understand the nuances. In conclusion, don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. This was a workout. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you, Mike Keller? No complaints. How about you? I got my film in a major film festival that I can't mention. I can't, well, I guess we can cut this out. Just don't air it. Okay, well, you know what? We're going to end this podcast and I'm going to tell Mike Keller which film fest I got in. Okay, I'm pressing stop. We're pressing stop. 